I feel like I've been surprised at a lot of things in my life so far, and it's mostly from people who just like, oh, this isn't possible, I can't do this, just physically or mentally impossible, but you just need to start. You just need to just start somewhere. Yeah, Boomer tells me, and I've stolen it from time to time, the journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. Yeah. You're never going to get there if you don't start. Never going to get there if you don't start. Are you ready to step up your game? Do you want to form the habits required to take your hustle to the next level? You're in the right place. We've been where you are and know that getting to your optimized next level doesn't happen by accident. Welcome to the Next Level Hustle podcast. Each week, we sit down with experts, entrepreneurs, and people at the top of their game to help you discover how to accelerate what you've already been doing with excellence and speed to find success and fulfillment in every area of your life. I'm your host, Boomer Allred. And I'm also your host, John Wiesahan. This is going to be Next Level. Hey, I'm John co-host of the Next Level Hustle podcast. And I'm Boomer, co-host of the Next Level Hustle podcast. So we are thrilled to announce our first guest, uh, Spencer Hendel, today. Uh, Boomer, give us a highlights of Spencer real quick. So I've known Spencer, what, for uh, about over 10 years now. We have um, traveled California together on an awesome road trip. Yeah. I've known uh, Spencer actually before he became who he is today, like... You know, he's standing in front of me is a man with uh, a couple of kids, amazing um, accomplishments in life as well as in the CrossFit world. And, uh, you know, it's funny when I thought about a podcast, you always came up in my mind and not because of your accomplishments, because you're just an awesome human being. And you've always had this, you know, approachable nature to you, regardless of what you have accomplished, just whatever you Whenever you're around, like, I want more of Spencer in my mm. life. Mm. And so super pumped that you get to be here for our first guest here on the Next Level Hustle wow. podcast. I appreciate that intro. That was a very sweet intro, <laughs> as in chocolate sweet. Well, I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, Boomer. You know, it's, it's funny. I always tell people, like, in business and life, and you just touched on it. I'm like, you know, all I want to do is I want to do cool shit with cool people. Mm. Like, it's really simple. Right. And it sounds like, and I don't know Spencer very well, and I'm looking forward to getting to know him today, but sounds like somebody that I want to do cool shit with because he's cool. So Spencer, give us a little bit of background about, you know, what you've, where you've been in the last 10 years, where you are now. And, you know, uh, talk about a little bit, just what hustle yeah. means to you, you know, not next level, but just pure hustle. And then we'll, we'll talk about more what, what you've done to take that to where it is today. God, I mean, where do I start? Um, I guess I could start, so 10 years ago, I'm 34 now, so 24, I probably would have been, you know, getting into a couple of CrossFit games, but um, I started out just wanting to play baseball, and my junior year of high school, I ended up having Tommy John surgery on my right elbow as a pitcher, and uh, I was really hopeful to have the surgery, do all the rehab, whatever have you, and uh, come back and try to walk on to my college team, which uh, ended up going to Appalachian State. And uh, my elbow just never ended up healing. But it healed, but it never ended up feeling the same. To compete again. Yeah. And yeah. so I tried to throw, I tried to come back, and it just always bothered me. And so my dad at the time actually started uh, CrossFit Charlotte, which has now you know, been open since 2006. So he's like mm-hmm. one of the first 100 gyms in the United States. And uh, 
I actually started doing CrossFit for rehab for my elbow. Oh, wow. And uh, helped, you know, it got me back to peak physical fitness, you know, whatever have you. And that's when I actually started uh, watching the first CrossFit games that I saw, which was the 2008 CrossFit games uh, on YouTube. That's where it was. That's where you could find it at the okay. time. And I remember watching the athletes, you know, move and uh, throw these weights around and be like these superhumans. And I was like, well, I can't throw a baseball anymore. Maybe I can, maybe I can do this. Yeah. And uh, it, lo and behold, you know, I did a year of just working at it, working at it, working at it, and went to the, what they called the, the regionals at the time. That was how you qualified for uh, the CrossFit Games. And I went all the way up to Ohio. My dad and I drove up in the car and uh, I didn't, didn't qualify. But they had these uh, last chance qualifiers, just a random weekend that they were like, hey, if you missed out on qualification and you want to give it one more chance, film these three videos, send them to us, we'll let you know how you did. So I ended up doing these three videos, and I think Boomer was a big part of that, and uh, my dad and a couple other buddies were a big part of that, and uh, we ended up making it to the CrossFit Games in 2009. It was my first... Uh, First go at it. So, so let's just unpack that yeah. for a second, yeah. right? Like, you want to talk about just hustle? Like, it to me because I've been doing CrossFit for like eight yeah. years, right? So I'm familiar, and um, you know, this is not a CrossFit podcast, but I think CrossFit is very meaningful in all of our lives. Yeah, it's a big part of it. Like, going to CrossFit in and of itself is hustle, right? Yeah, but then getting in a car. And dedicating yourself for a year to be able to get in a car, to drive to Ohio, to try to qualify for the national games, like, that's next level to me. And then, you know, didn't make it, and you're like, screw it, I'm going to make it. And then go and take that extra step to do the video trial and then make it, like, that's next level. That's awesome. Like, you probably didn't even know you were doing that at the time and the people you were encouraging along the way. No. That's huge. Like, that's awesome. So how did you finish? I think like if I take the story back even further to childhood, I think my dad played a huge part in a lot of that. And um, seeing him hustle and grind his way through life, I mean, he was fortunate enough to, he went to NC State to play lacrosse. They dropped the lacrosse program. He ended up hustling and making a scholarship onto the football team. Okay. And then after football was over and after he graduated from college, he uh, was fortunate enough to play for the USFL, for the Jacksonville Bulls. And then went from the USFL to the Miami Dolphins. Oh, wow. So he hustled his way all the way to the top of the top. And, That's uh, incredible. You know, I was an outside linebacker for the Miami Dolphins, which is pretty cool. And uh, I think fast-forwarding to where I was at that moment in time, which you were describing with the 2009 CrossFit Games, you know, I'm just trying to live up to my dad's, what I would consider his expectations or what I felt like my dad had expectations for me. I wanted to prove to him that I was – you know, something worthy that he could be proud of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'll tell you over and over again, I'm proud of you no matter what, this, that, and the other thing. But I think in my head, I just had it built up. Oh, my dad, you know, sits on this pedestal. My dad, you know, did this with his life. He hustled so hard to get here X, Y, and Z that, you know, I needed to to do that, to to live up to whatever in my mind was, were his expectations. And Yeah, that's really cool. I've had the opportunity to get to know your dad over the last four years or so. And him and your mom are both incredible humans. They are really, really good people. They run an incredible gym. And you know, hearing that story about how he got to the Dolphins is neat. Like I knew he played for the Dolphins, didn't really know the story how he got there. That's that's really cool. And it's you, you kind of look at all the pieces in your life and how they all connect together over time. 
And sometimes it's something that happened 10 years ago that's impacting what you're doing today, mm. right? And, you know, we talk a lot about it as a company in, in our businesses that we run and as, as culturally in the businesses and friends that we have. Like, never burn a bridge, mm. right? Because the, the people you're talking to today could be impacting your life 10 years from now and you don't even know it yet, right? And people say sometimes you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with the most, mm. right? And Boomer... Is I'm not saying he's one of the five, but he's a guy you surround yourself with the most. Your dad is certainly, and yeah. you know I can feel that energy of of that that you know really excellence in everything that you're doing is you can feel that coming from the people you surround yourself with, mm-hmm. which is really neat. Yeah, I mean my dad was my best friend, and I mean we did everything together. Yeah, and I just always wanted to make him proud. So, well, I'm sure he is. I know he is. Yeah, that's awesome. So where are you at now? Um, well, 2018 was my last CrossFit Games. I did 2017, 2018 as a team athlete. Okay. So I was fortunate enough to make it. So I competed essentially for 10 years and made it eight out of the 10 years. In 2013 wow. and 2014, uh, I missed out by one qualification spot, which you know was unfortunate, but just is what it is. Yeah. So, but 2018 was my last year, and then uh, my wife and I ended up having kids. And my whole <laughs> life changed after that um, for the better, for the better. So, uh, Speck, I want to go back into the training life. Yep. Right? Because, look, we'll, we'll, we'll go into a class and work yep. out for an hour and go, yep. that, I'm spent, I'm good, I'm going to move on with my world. Right? Sure. So for you, like, what was it like to plug in to the training life, knowing that, you know, you had to show up as a job, right? You had to eat as a job. Like, what is that like to be a professional athlete that working out is your sport? Like, just take me into that world just a little bit. Like, what would, what would a day look like when you're, you were getting ready for games, you know, for games shape, I guess? Yeah, I mean, when something like that is your job, I mean, you do everything that you can possibly do to get yourself into top physical performance and, and, and show up on game day and, and put your best foot forward. So, I mean, whether that, you know, whatever sleep that you need, you know, sleep in however long you need to sleep in, take naps whenever you need to take naps, if you need to take naps, go to sleep at night whenever you need. So sleep is a huge, you know, component of that in terms of eating, you know, you're surrounding your meals, you're putting your meals uh, around your, your, your workouts. You have someone typically that's, that's programming your workouts, that's telling you what to do here, here and here. Um, fortunate enough for me, that was my dad. Um, we, we, we both, um, did a little bit of contribution there. You know, I, I like to program some stuff. He liked to program some stuff. Typically he would like to program the stuff that I was bad at, uh, stuff that I didn't like to do, but he was a definite help there. But I mean, like I said, it's the, when, when your job is to, you know, compete in whatever nature that is, I don't care if it's for the CrossFit games for, you know, NFL Sunday or, you know, whatever it may be. Like you just, you do everything that you possibly have to do in order to put your best foot forward. And sometimes that comes at the cost of other things in, in your life, whether that be relationships, whether that be, um, uh, it could be anything. Yeah. I think Stephen Pressfield says show up like a professional, right? He's a writer. He's yeah. like, if you want to write, just write yeah. and like be a professional, show up every day and just do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to one more time, just take you back into the CrossFit games maybe even to the event that you that you end up winning. Yeah. What was it like to to just go out? Like, I always am curious, like, all right, I'm camera guy, right? Yeah. And I walk yeah. out with, with the teams with a camera on my shoulder and follow them out. And I can feel, like, 
being in that in that moment's incredible. Mm-hmm. But I've never been with the person with the helmet on or with the shoulder pads or with the gear on to go and perform. Right. As soon as I walk out, I spill off into the sidelines and yeah. do my job. They have to go out on the field and, and compete. What is that like? You know, I, I'm a mindset coach. I love yeah. getting into that space, like going from backstage to suddenly it's time. Can you play in that space a little bit for me? Just explain what what was going on in, in your mind, how you took in the lights uh, in Carson, California, or wherever you happen to be. I was always a person that I could flip a switch from like two minutes prior to going out onto the field or to the to the court or whatever it was that I could be holly jolly. I could shoot the crap. I could, you know, tell jokes and do all that stuff. But then like literally as they're calling my name or 30 seconds prior to them calling my name, I could flip that switch and be like, all right, it's game time. I need to put my game face on. We're about to go out and we're in the battle, quote unquote. But then there's also guys out there that like, I'm in battle all the time. Like you talk to, you know, some of the best people out there like Matt Frazier and Rich Froning and, you know, they were awesome people off the the court, so to speak, or off the field, so to speak. But when they're when they're in competition, like they're there to win. And it's clear because, you know, Rich has, you know, won the CrossFit Games multiple years in a row. Rich or uh, Matt Frazier multiple years in a row. Like these are guys that are just have dedicated their lives to, to winning and um, not to say that I didn't dedicate my life to trying to win. I certainly tried, but just fell short a few times, but it's crazy, man, to be out there in front of all those people. It's, it's, it's electrifying. And to, to hear that some people, you know, cheering your name, whether it was, you know, 10 people saying your name or it was the whole stadium saying your name, it was still cool to be out there and to feel people giving you that confidence. And I think to, um, you know, mindset, like you were just saying, Boomer, and not a lot of people get to feel that confidence. Not a lot of people uh, get given confidence or feel the feeling of success. And so I I think that that's a big difference between the people that might make it a step further than somebody else. When you feel that little taste of success, when you feel that little taste of confidence, it makes you want more. It's almost like a drug. It's almost like adrenaline in a way. You know, you get that hit of adrenaline and you want more of it and you want more of it. So when you get that little taste of confidence in somebody building you up or you get that little taste of success, like winning a workout or, you know, winning the CrossFit Games or, or some kind of competition, for example, like you want more of it. And so I feel like that's almost like a snowball effect of what continues and feeds that. Yeah, it's, it's I think that's, a, I mean, it's momentum. Yeah, it, momentum's right? a great word. It's, yeah. it's momentum. And, you know, I, I experienced the same thing in business, yeah. right? And I think what's fundamental, you know, that I've, I've internalized myself is nobody gives you that confidence. Mm, nobody, you have to have that, yeah. right? And I think having that confidence in yourself Believing that you can actually do it, mm. right, and not looking externally for that is something that is incredibly powerful, mm. right? And people feed off that. Like yep. Most people aren't confident in and of themselves on their own. Yeah, most people are not. Mm-hmm. They look at it from their spouse. They look at it from their people around them, their peers. When you really just don't give a shit, mm-hmm. it's incredibly powerful. Yeah, right, because you don't hesitate. You act. You are confident in your decision. And guess what? You're going to fail sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big part of it. And you have to be okay with the failure. 
and be able to pick yourself up and keep going. But I think that comes from the confidence that you internalize in, inside yourself. For sure. Right? So, I mean, like I've, I've, I've probably failed more times than I've won, but nobody sees that. Yeah. Right? So, nobody talks so about when you fail. Same thing on social media. Right? Exactly. <laughs> it's always the highlight reel, yeah. you know? So if you don't mind, talk to us a couple times about when you failed, because I think that's a very humbling experience. You know, maybe one or two times that, that you can think of where you're like, should I failed? No one's looking at you. No one's picking you up. I know your dad was probably there. Yeah. Um, but you had to pick yourself up. Yeah. Right? So you have something that comes to mind on failure? Yeah, uh, a lot, <laughs> a yeah. lot of lot of failures, and I think uh, we stay on the CrossFit Games train. Um, 2015 was my best year. I came in fifth that year, and uh, the next year, 2016, I think I ended up coming in 30 something, uh, high 30s, low 30s, somewhere in there. And the difference between 2015 and 2016 was just what you were talking about. Like, I didn't give a shit. Like had the confidence, went out there. I was confident in my decision. I was the holly jolly guy that loved to just chat with literally anyone. I'd go out in the, in the, in the fan booths and talk to the fans. And, uh, but when it was game time, it was game time. I was able to, like I said, make that switch back and forth, back and forth. And that's just who I am. And I'll just go out and talk to anyone. But then in 2016, I held myself above that. And it was unfortunate because I was a hermit crab. I stayed, you know, in my little athlete tent and didn't talk to anyone and, you know, tried to be someone I'm not. And it showed. And um, granted, there were a couple of workouts that might not have played to my favor, but still, I just know the, the difference of how I felt between 2015 and 2016 was completely different. Whereas I might have been just as physically fit. It's just the mentality just wasn't there. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know staying true to yourself is is something that I haven't really talked about a lot, but you, it's it's actually a really good point. Yeah, like being who you are for me anyway, like on the field and off the field, like in business and outside of business. If you see me on a Saturday at the gym, or you see me in the office in the middle of a Wednesday, I'm probably the same guy. You know, Boomer. I think you can probably attest to that. And I think that's exactly what you're saying is like don't don't put yourself on a pedestal. Don't pretend to be somebody that you're not, right? Because people around you are addicted to who you are, not who you think you might want to be. Yeah. Right? So that, that's, uh, I appreciate you sharing sharing that with us because I think it's a really important part, you know, in, in for hustle, next level, for anything you're doing in life. Like, trust your gut, be true to who you are. Those are some very, very important things that yeah. I think we could all, you know, learn from. Yeah, for sure. Tell us a little bit about, your, your dad and the CrossFit, because I know this is about CrossFit, and I think there's so much that we can unpack here and learn, but your dad competed in the CrossFit Games as well, correct? He did. Did the, you guys um, ever compete, like, together? We did. We were fortunate enough. Was it, um, yeah, it was either 15 or 16. We both ended up making it to the CrossFit Games together. He made it as a master's athlete uh, when he turned 50 or 55. Yeah, he was because that's one. Yeah. yeah, so he was fifty-five. So is that the year that you didn't perform well? Was sixteen is when you were together? Well, I think so. Yeah. So do you think that had an impact in it? Um, I don't think so. No. no, I think I was super excited for him. I think I was really happy for him. I just wish that I might have spent more time out and about. You know, getting him, yeah. getting him prepared, um, making sure he was ready to go. You know, like I said, spending time with fans spending time with the people I cared about. Just didn't do it. Yeah. I bet it was cool to but it was awesome. compete with your dad. It was, it was, it like, was that's cool. That's really neat. 
it was cool to see him out there because I know that he really, that was something that he was working towards for a long time. Mm-hmm. And in the CrossFit community and the 55-year-old, 55 to 59 is when weights and different variables change uh, for those individuals because apparently they're quote-unquote old. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I know a lot of 55-year-olds who are in way better shape than a lot of the 35-year-olds. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah. So I want to fast forward a little bit. So you've you've taken, you know, this amazing opportunity of having Tommy John surgery. And we fast forward from all this experience to now, you know, what, what does your business life look like, you know, your day-to-day, you know, from this one, I guess it would be a sliding door, like a decision you made, like, I'm going to start working out and see if I can make it there. And now it's kind of a, it, it, it's, it's career opportunity and it opens up other doors for you as well. Mm. So what, what does that look like present day? Yeah. So, I mean, CrossFit's been a huge part of my life, um, not only as a, I guess you I got paid for it, so I guess you can call me a professional athlete. Not only as a professional athlete, but um, as uh, an employee. Uh, So I coach seminars on the weekends for CrossFit, coach level ones and level twos, get people their level one certification, which allows them to essentially open up a CrossFit gym or coach at a CrossFit gym. And then the level two is just a deeper dive into the world of coaching and further development of your coaching skills. And my friend, Austin Maliolo, uh, another friend of mine, James Hobart, another friend of mine, uh, Travis Herbenek, uh, started a company called The Ham Plan, um, which originally stood for Hendel and Maliolo, not the other thing. (laughs) (laughs) But it was essentially a programming platform or a content platform that we would uh, uh, pretty much at the time post the workouts that myself and Austin were doing just to get ready to prepare for the CrossFit Games. And then shortly after that, kind of spiraled into us offering affiliate programming, competitor programming, at-home programming, and all of this, you know, all of this content for individuals that wanted this content. And so fast forward, uh, the company CrossFit actually ended up buying the hand plan. Mm. And so after buying or acquiring the hand plan, myself and James uh, Hobart then took over the programming aspect of things. Austin got a job as the uh, North American affiliate manager, and then Travis uh, Herbenek works for the IT department. So not only do we get the company bought, but we also now have full-time jobs with CrossFit. That's amazing. Congratulations yes, on that. Yes. That's, uh, that's really cool. It was, once again, hustle, you know, work, <laughs> work hard. Um, Sometimes you just got to do it. You know, I, you know? You know I, 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 was, I was kind of the, I, I like to program. So I, I'm a creative guy. I have ideas. I like to program workouts, do content. You know, I can look pretty in front of a camera, whatever. Austin, much better at a hustler in a, different, in a different mindset. Austin could sell, you know, water to a whale. You know, he was just like, he he was the guy that got us in front of the right people and 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 you know helped us get acquired by CrossFit, but you know just a hustler in a different sense. That's awesome. So, and just touching on that, you know, a lot of people want to go to a subscription model right away. Yeah. Right. Without even getting content out, without getting a following, without even putting their processes through. So you know, can you speak to that, like putting out stuff for people to to start following, to start understanding what you're putting out. Yeah, like the journey. Tell us about the journey of the hand plan. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, myself and Austin had a pretty big following on social media prior to uh, actually starting the hand plan. So I think that that certainly helped. Mm-hmm. Um, and we used those platforms to, you know, get our content in front of a lot of eyes. 
And so I think that that certainly helps, which fast forward to when CrossFit bought the hand plan, that was the day that I got off of social media. <laughs> <laughs> it's ironic. It was awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah. And then your next level hustle now is um, being a dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you yeah, exa- talk, exactly. Talk about next steps with, with what you're looking at over the next like five years. What, you know, what are your, what are your hopes and dreams? Even before having kids, I mean, and I think after the CrossFit games, I think my biggest motivator was to create a better life for others, to, to make sure that I was utilizing the level one, level two seminars to help those individuals better themselves as coaches and as people. Now, using my position in, at CrossFit uh, with, the, with the CrossFit affiliate program, with the CAP program to help coaches and, and affiliate owners better themselves and better their gyms through the, the product that we offer. And uh, now having two kids, two young ones, um, one, two and a half, and the other one, 14, 14 months old, something like that, creating a better life for them. Is now, now my life doesn't matter in most aspects of, of things. Now it's, yeah. now it's how can I create a better life for them? How can I give back to not only my family, but give back to those that uh, you know, supported me on my journey? Or didn't support me. It doesn't matter if you did or didn't. I'm still going to help. <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, well, thank you for sharing. Uh, is there any anything else you want to leave the audience with around next level hustle? You know, encouragement to lead, to go into. You know, look, this is going to be published in uh, it's January 2023. You know, what are some things that you'd say to focus on as we go into the new year? I feel like I've been surprised at a lot of things in my life so far, and it's it's mostly from you know people who just like oh this this isn't possible I can't do this just uh, there's, it's physically or mentally impossible but like I think you said in the very beginning of the podcast it was like you just need to start you just need to just start somewhere and for those individuals that maybe feel like something is impossible at the current moment in time it's it's not big jumps it's not like you're gonna make these. Uh, miraculous changes uh, immediately. To steal a quote from Coach Craig Glassman, um, it's a low trajectory to a distant horizon. Mm-hmm. You have to start the the snowball very small and then get that snowball rolling down the hill. Um, and so for someone changing their diet, it might not be going right from you know eating pizza and beef jerky to eating the paleo or the zone diet, it might simply just be to stop drinking soda, you know, a couple of times a week, right. you know, just small changes like that. And for someone looking to get into the gym, maybe it's not actually going into a gym to start. Maybe it's just taking a walk around your neighborhood. Maybe it's walking up and down the stairs in your house and you know, whatever off the couch and off the carbs is another good, uh, uh, yeah. another good one from coach. And uh, it's just got to start somewhere. Yeah. Boomer tells me I've stolen it from, time to time the journey of a thousand miles starts with one step yeah you're never going to get there if you don't start never going to get there if you don't start thanks for listening to the next level hustle podcast where we help you accelerate what you already know to the next level if you'd like to support the podcast consider sharing it on social media subscribing wherever you listen or leaving us a rating and review on apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts we'll see you next week for another next level hustle conversation I'm John, and I'm out. And I'm Boomer. I'm also out. <laughs>